Hello and welcome to Hands-On Techie Talks, where we talk about all things creation, innovation, and environmental change for kids like you. We are two girls who are current students and future engineers who love using technology to solve the problems that we see around us. My name is Danielle Boyer, and I'm a young Indigenous educator, author, and robot maker. And I'm Vinia Gunshaker, a 13-year-old changemaker who loves robots, helping my community, and protecting our environment. This podcast is sponsored by the STEAM Connection, where we make accessible, affordable, and diverse science, technology, engineering, art, and math educational resources for kids and build up future STEAM superheroes. You can learn more and start making your own robots now at www.steamconnection.org. You can follow along with each episode at www.steamconnection.org slash hands-on. Last week, we talked about growing a career from plants with our special guest, Froon Schreeder, and also about some of the projects that we've been up to, like First Robotics and a new photo series here at the Steam Connection. Since last week, I've been continuing to work on my tech and tradition photo series. I got to go into the mountains of Washington and take some beautiful pictures. There was even some snow in some of the places that I was in. It was so weird to see. I got to wear my ribbon skirts as I took photos, and it was really special. We are also celebrating the beginning of Pride Month today. Pride is the promotion of the self-affirmation, dignity, equality, and increased visibility of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender people, and more as a social group. Pride Month is celebrated every June as a tribute to those who were involved in the Stonewall Riots. We honor people like Marsha P. Johnson, who made it easier for others to be themselves. Pride, as opposed to shame and social stigma, which exists everywhere as many same-sex relationships are illegal around the world, for example, is a very important time to show that it is okay to be yourself. Yes, celebrating Pride Month is so important. No matter if you d- identify as LGBTQ+, aren't comfortable talking about your identity yet, or as an ally, celebrating is so important. So, spend this month uplifting LGBTQ-plus-owned businesses, following LGBTQ-plus creators online on TikTok and Instagram, and by taking words out of your vocabulary that hurt others or are meant to hurt others in a negative way. This could mean the comments that you leave on people's posts or what you say about someone behind their back. Let's be kind, everyone. Everyone is beautiful and valid and deserves rights. Since last week, I was added to the Points of Light Inspiration Honor Roll, and they honor awesome volunteers. They helped create the L'Oreal Paris Women of Worth program, which Danielle won last year. Through that, I got to be in the NBC special with L'Oreal. You can nominate an inspirational volunteer in your life today on their website. Yes, that is so, so awesome. I love seeing what other volunteers are doing, especially for their communities. Um, They post new stories all the time. They have something called the Daily Points of Light program where you get to read about really awesome people every single day. And I just think it's so, so cool because like uh, our volunteering here, here at the Steam Connection is very like engineering, tech, science oriented. But I love seeing what other people are doing, especially relating to like kindness and helping others. And it's just really, really cool. Um, especially when they're around our age. I I love that a lot. But today we're talking about something that I am super passionate about, which is... Sustainable packaging. Sustainable packaging refers to the sourcing, development, and use of packaging solutions that have minimal environmental impact and footprint. Simply put, sustainable packaging is earth-friendly and doesn't contribute to the further, further depletion of natural resources. Wait, 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 hold on. What is packaging, though? Packaging is the science, art, and technology of enclosing or protecting products for distribution, storage, sale, and use. Packaging also refers to the process of designing, evaluating, and producing packages. 
So packaging is very much part of the theme. You can find some really cool packaging too, like holographic packaging or simple packaging that can really stand out, like the packaging that Apple products comes in. But what is packaging doing to our environment? That is such an important question, Vinia. And packaging is everywhere, like everywhere, everywhere. Every store that we go to, and every place that we are in, and every task that we're doing, packaging is probably involved in some way or another. Uh, this could be the bottle of shampoo used to wash your hair, or the wrapper on a chocolate bar you just ate, or the plastic wrap on that new mask that you just grabbed. But plastic and、um, cardboard that uses like trees and a lot of water and everything—it's everywhere, and it is so pervasive in our everyday lives. From the bottle that your favorite drink comes in, to the container that your food comes in, to the boxes that everything from toys to vacuums come in, packaging is everywhere, and a lot of it isn't sustainable or environmentally friendly. Off the top of your head, think of your favorite drink and what type of material the packaging comes in. I really like beverages that come in a can. I can recycle that though, so how is that not sustainable? Plastic actually lines a lot of the cans that our drinks and soups. And things come in. This is so your food doesn't taste like metal. While it's nice to not taste like metal, we are still using plastic that is likely to get put into a landfill. My favorite drink is lemonade, and at the store it comes in a large plastic container. While the bottle is clear and is easier to recycle, like we we've talked about in past episodes, it is still a plastic that has a high chance of making it into a landfill or getting dangerously incinerated. Yup, at the store you'll find everything wrapped in plastic, from individual slices of fruit to dessert to even bread. When we buy things online, often we're given huge boxes wrapped in plastic and utilizing a ton of resources to send something usually way smaller than the thing that we ordered. You'll even find cups asking you to recycle them to be even wrapped in plastic. Even the author of the book, No More Plastic, found out that his book. Was wrapped in plastic when sold at some stores. I think that's crazy. I do too. Sustainable decisions go beyond just what we buy and also show what companies care about. We can order a bamboo toothbrush and not use the plastic, but it could still show up to our door wrapped in plastic and in a huge box. So let's talk about a few companies who are doing it right and who are making important steps in the right direction. Today we're going to be talking about three specific types of sustainable packaging that people have created to help the environment. First, we have plantable packaging. Plantable packaging is when you can actually plant the box that your product comes in. It's super cool. One brand that uses this type of packaging is called Cheekbone Beauty, which is a native-owned makeup brand. They use plantable packaging for all of their products. Brands like Cheekbone Beauty are reducing their carbon footprint on the environment. But what exactly is a carbon footprint? A carbon footprint is the amount of carbon dioxide that you release into the atmosphere by burning fossil fuels. This is really bad for the environment because carbon dioxide is a harmful gas. Everyday things like even driving a car increase your carbon footprint. Everyday items that you use also do this. For example, the making of plastic water bottles emits carbon dioxide. Which leads us to the next type of packaging, and my favorite, edible packaging. When something is edible, it means that it can be eaten. The Skipping Rocks Lab in London 
uh, in the United Kingdom have invented a biodegradable plastic bubble that is filled with water. The bubbles are created by encasing a blob of drinking water within an edible membrane made from a natural seaweed extract. Nothing goes to waste and the edible water pods will be fully biodegradable in four to six weeks if you don't end up eating it. These bubbles are already being distributed everywhere, like marathons, gatherings, and just in the street in some countries. Obviously, this has changed a little bit because of COVID, but they are still used and I think they're super cool. Now, uh, since this is a podcast, we won't be able to show you what the bubbles look like, but if you search up edible water pods with your parents' permission, there are loads of cool stuff. When I first heard of them, I didn't even believe it. I was like, what do you mean we're not using water bottles? I was really confused. I've yet to try one, but I really, really want to. They do look super cool. And last but not least, let's look at the Clever Little Bag by Puma. Shoeboxes account for millions of tons of waste, but this one is made with reduced cardboard use and no tissue, which is a step in the right direction. Since cardboard is made with a lot of trees and water, its manufacturing is bad for the earth. Reduced cardboard uses less of both resources, which is awesome. I think that's really cool. I first heard about the Clever Little Bag um, a few years ago when I was taking an environmental science class in college. And I was really interested to hear about it because I didn't know how uh, much impact, you know, shoeboxes had on the environment and how much they actually hurt the world around us. And I think it's really crazy because when you start looking at everything and realizing, um, you know, how much packaging is everywhere, it kind of really shows, um, you know, how many resources are being used every single day, how many resources are being thrown away, how many are being thrown into a landfill. And it really makes you think. I think that all the, the choices that we talked about are all really great choices. And I want to reflect. I want you, our listener, to think about if we could replace the packaging of one thing today. What would you replace and why? And what would you replace it with? Let's take a moment to pause the podcast and think about it. Now that you've thought about it, I want you to write it down and uh, see if the current type of packaging exists in the market or not. If it doesn't, then you may have come up with a really cool invention and you might not have even known it. For me, I think something that I would really want to replace the packaging for would be the packaging that my electronics of the robot parts come in. They come in a lot of plastic, often they're wrapped in a ton of plastic, they come in big boxes. I really don't think this is necessary. I think that they could just send the electronics with the styrofoam strip in instead, instead of wrapping it in plastic as well, because you end up just opening it anyways. I use the styrofoam strips and I actually reuse them as like uh, stands on my robot. So I'm actually reusing the packaging, which helps keep it out of uh, landfills longer. I just wish they could get rid of that plastic wrapping from like the microcontroller because we end up having to throw those away and uh, they're not recyclable. And I really don't like that at all. It makes it really hard to make sustainable decisions when you have literally no choice what the chip comes in. It's really uh, kind of making me think about manufacturing my own microcontrollers and motor controllers so that they don't come in individually wrapped plastic. I'm really not cool with that and I want to find a way around it, but I know that way around it is super, super expensive. Sometimes sustainable decisions are not always readily available for all of us. I think thinking about this podcast too, like when we talk about sustainable packaging and things, 
it is perfectly okay to do what you can. A lot of the resources that we see are super expensive, super inaccessible, and a lot of them are super trendy too, which makes them even more expensive, popular, etc. So do what you can, just be thinking about it, talking about it, advocating for change. Uh, you can even write letters to companies to talk about things. We realize that like a lot of the time you don't always have a choice and that's okay. It's okay to not always have that choice. And it's okay to take that and, you know, be upset about it and be upset about the resources that are being used and create change from there. Even sometimes our parents buy things we have no control over it. So I just wanted to say that because by no means is it saying, you know, you're a bad person if one day you buy, uh, you know, chocolate wrapped in plastic. That doesn't mean at all. We're all human and we're all doing the best that we can with the resources that we have. And I think that's a really cool thing. So this is just an educational resource to help you learn more. And also think about how we can, you know, get rid of things like single-use plastic and continue to make better decisions and hold big companies accountable for packaging things the way that they do. Because um, often they're the ones creating it and selling it to us when often we don't even want it to be that way. And uh, sometimes we have really little choice over it. So, um, yeah, keep that in mind. I completely agree with that, Danielle. Since plastic has become like such a part of our daily lives, it's kind of hard to exclude that from our da daily lives. Like if you get something from Amazon and it ships to your doorstep, 99% of the time at least, what you're buying comes in a cardboard box, which as we talked about earlier, is really bad for the environment. Yeah, what we can do to make the world a, a more sustainable place is we can write letters to these companies and say that we care about the decisions that they're making. We can write emails to them. We can send emails from our tablets, our phones, our computers. Uh, we can get our friends to sign petitions with us. And we can check out the different organizations we've mentioned in our plastics um, episodes on getting involved, different um, petitions, ways to learn about current laws and things. And we can advocate for change. Because we shouldn't um, not be able to have a choice. We should be able to make that decision. Um, and those decisions should be accessible to make sustainable choices. And um, I think that, uh, you know, advocating for that is really, really important. Um, but anyways, thank you so much for tuning into this awesome episode. I've been really looking forward to talking about sustainable packaging um, as always, you can follow along with each episode at www.steamconnection.org slash hands-on. And we actually have a new podcast cover and some behind-the-scenes images of our podcast recording coming out really, really soon that I'm so, so excited about. We've been really hard at work with them with an awesome photographer, and I can't wait to show you all. We will see you next week where we will continue to talk about uh, plants and growth. Uh, we've been loving this mini-series so, so much, and we hope that you all have a beautiful Pride Month.